Welcome to the Psychology of Case Management podcast, the show that helps you use psychological ideas to strengthen your relationship with your catastrophically injured clients and their professional network, so you can achieve more for your clients and feel more fulfilled in your role. Welcome to this week's episode. Um, I'm Dr. Shabnam Berry-Khan and today I am going to be talking about something that feels very real to me and what I hope will be um, a way out if you're feeling similar feelings to me. Burnout and not working to your optimal level is something that happens a lot to us in the personal injury world, partly because of the nature of the work we do. But I think it's also because sometimes, particularly if you're a smaller outfit or you're not used to having sort of extra support around you as someone who was raised professionally in the NHS, having extra support was a bit of a luxury. And so as I've moved into private practice and as I talk to other case managers and other practitioners in the personal injury world, we realize that, crikey, it's it's something we have to learn how to, to stop ourselves from feeling, which is the overwhelm, the burnout, that sort of knowing how to work optimally. And it's really occurred to me recently just how I need to think about myself as a business and how I need to get the support in for me and the business in order to be the best I can be. And that sometimes means thinking about an assistant. And sometimes now in this modern world, a virtual assistant, this is all mind blowing for me and has been for a little while until I committed to it. So I feel like this is an episode of a little bit of, um, you know, a history of how I've been doing this work, but also that it's a really important aspect of how we can remain sustainable in the work we do, because there is support out there to help us be sustainable in the work we do. So today's episode is with Tracy Clark, Director of Virtual Administration, who offers virtual assistance support to case managers and other people working in personal injury. So welcome today to today's episode, Tracy Clark. Hi, thank you for inviting me along. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to do it, Tracy. I love your service and other people who do services like you, I have to say, you've been an absolute godsend to me. But before we get into kind of what it is exactly that you do, tell us a little bit about you. Who is Tracy Clark and how did virtual administration come about? Oh, okay. Goodness. All right. Well, we've <laughs> In been... a nutshell. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've been going 15 years um, okay. and we've got a lovely team of currently 13 virtual PAs scattered all over the country. Um, mm. And basically, we, we decided to niche market probably about 10 years ago and concentrate on specialising in looking after case managers and independent therapists. Um, mm. um, and and it's, it, it's worked out to, to be the best thing. I would say it's that 80-20% rule, 80% of all our new inquiries come word of mouth. It's kind of like a, a big grapevine within the case management therapy industry. People just tend to, if they like you, they pass you on. And, and it's yeah. the same with case managers as well with the solicitors. If they like you, they come back and they pass you on. So, mm. so yeah, uh, like I say, we've been going quite a while. Um, uh, and we really do make a difference to the lives of case managers, giving them back their time instead of spending evenings and weekends well, staring at a screen. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> that's always welcome in my world. And so you've come from a background of um, administration. What's your sort of you know journey to the point of 15 years ago when you started up virtual administration? Yeah, totally. I mean, well, my background is working in local government. Um, oh, um, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've always been in administration. I uh, wow. got as high as I possibly could uh, working for one of the chief execs as, as their PA. Mm-hmm. Got fed up of all the office politics within local government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and decided to take the leap and set up my own business 15 years ago. Uh, and mm-hmm. you think about it, a good 15 years ago, virtual PAs were really not heard of. It was very, very mm-hmm. new. So it was it was quite a challenge to go out and talk to companies. And uh, I suppose I spent most of my time educating people. Gosh. And yeah, that's true, actually. I didn't think about that. So 15 years ago, yeah, the concept of working virtually online was quite quite pioneering well it's quite pioneering then yeah it it was it 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 really is and and it's strange when you talk to people they either immediately get it straight away and they jump on board Mm. or they kind of like oh not sure about that they still like that idea of having the person in the office sat near them where they can see them where they can see them working but I think since the pandemic and everything and more and more businesses are now working from home it's got rid of that myth and we're all doing the same. We're all we're all working from home. We're all cramming our days full of more and more Zoom meetings instead of having to go travelling to see people. But we're tired. Yeah. We are more and yeah. more tired. Yeah. So have you seen a bit of an increase in referrals since the pandemic? Yes, I have. M- m- most definitely. Yeah. I, I th- it's a bit of a mix. You're going to have some um, case managing independent therapists that are, are, that are more working at home and will do a bit more of their admin. But I am seeing more and more, especially with case managers, uh, they get established, they take on more associates, they never refuse a client. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, the solicitor will say, can you take this one? It's a little bit, this one's a little bit of a tricky one, you know, but I'm sure you'll manage it. Um, <laughs> Lashery you gets know, you everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so you never take the work down, but then all of a sudden, like you said at the very beginning, you soon become overwhelmed yeah. and, and think, how on earth am I going to fit all this in? Mm. So that's where a, a friendly virtual PA comes in. Yeah, right. Case management is not exactly a household name of a profession. And 10 years ago, it was obviously something that you thought you would get involved in. So case managers and independent therapists is your sort of specialism now. What there must have been something about working with people in personal injury and people in the sort of case management world that you thought, bloody hell, these people need virtual administration. <laughs> what did you what were you seeing 10 years ago? Yeah, I was I was very, very lucky 10 years ago. I started working with a, a children's neurophysiotherapy company. Um, and she'd been, she'd only been going a couple of years, so we kind of like grew in parallel, really. Hmm. Um and I was intrigued, you know, all her clients were coming through case, ma- through case managers, you know, um, solicitors. Yeah. And basically she introduced me to a couple of OTs and I realised that, you know, this is a bigger world than what I originally thought. Started looking mm. at the case managers and I started going along to a couple of the Babicom CMS UK events and could see, a, well, a gap in the market. I never, even, do you know what, even up to now, I can go to quite a lot of conferences and events and I never come across many virtual PAs. Mm. I've not come across anybody that's in our arena, which I'm really, really surprised. So, so, so yeah, I, I definitely thought with the case managers, 
because it, the work that they do is very administrative heavy. Mm. Uh, you know, all the work that they do, like, for example, all the copying and pasting of emails onto QNote, that is so administration heavy. Mm. Um, it shouldn't be done by the case manager. No way. You know, it's, it's an administrative task. It's definitely something that can, you know, can be delegated and passed on. Yeah, right. So you must have been seeing this from 10 years ago and thinking, gosh, this could actually make people's lives more efficient, more um, allow for a better work-life balance, actually could be cost effective, dare I say. Yeah. So talk us through that a little bit. So what, what is it that that people say to you that, that kind of is a benefit of having a, a virtual admin, administra- administrator, sorry. Uh, absolutely. I mean, if, if you think the case management industry is very female-based, I can go to an event and look around the room mm. and I would say 80% of the people in that room are, are women. Yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of them that have got kids, young kids, busy lives, you know, running a business, running the kids going through lockdown with all the home teaching and everything like that. Mm. Yeah, the the impact um, on on the the business is is, is ginormous. But I would say, just just to give you as a typical kind of example, you know, kind of like for monetizing the time for a case manager, if you're a typical, let's take a typical case manager that's got a caseload of about, what, six or eight clients, they can quite easily get, oh, 200 emails a day, very easily. And if you think your job of, you know, kind of managing those emails, responding to them, never mind the idea of having to then, you know, put all these emails into QNO because they've all got to be go in, mm. uh, you know, and, and 200 emails in a day can t- take at least a couple of hours. So over a week, that's five hours. Over a month, that's 20 hours. That soon gives you an idea of how much time the admin is chewing up your chewing up your professional time when you should be doing what you do, what you do best. Yeah, right. So, um, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not going to do try and do the maths, but that's, you know, that's a fair chunk of a, a week, basically. That's, you know, that, that we do spend on administrative tasks that can be outsourced effectively. Yes. Um, for a... A, a work to streamline a, a, um, a job for ourselves that is more in line with kind of why we're doing what we're doing because I, I don't know anyone who's going to ever say and I could be wrong so very happy to hear feedback who was ever going to say that doing keynotes is you know the highlight of their day or even neutral I think most people are in the god it's a chore kind of camp and presumably Keynote is available. I mean, there'll be equivalents for independent therapists. I mean, Keynote is the thing that yes. case managers use. Yeah. Um, and presu- there'll be an equivalent for the um, independent therapist. But, you know, we'll yes. use Keynote as shorthand for client management system or whatever. It's just, I mean, for me, it's been the bane of my life doing Keynote. And I mean, I've, I, you know, even when I only had like one or two sort of associates working with me, it, was, it just became a much bigger issue for them for me and so to outsource it suddenly everyone's a lot happier yeah and everyone's actually more efficient in the work they do because they are focusing on the actual work and you know offloading the 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 extra bits to to a va completely um, agree but Q is only one example of the work that you can do to, you know, for those who are kind of in that space at the moment where they're thinking, 
I don't know for the for VAs for me. I don't, uh, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm on my own. I'm, you know, sole trader if you like. I'm on my own. I don't have any associates. You know, my yes, I do. You know, I am that person who's got that six to eight client caseload. And there may be someone who thinks, you know, Kino is not like I'm. I'm the one of those people who are like, yeah, I'm kind of neutral about it. What is it that? What is what else is it that a, P, a virtual PA can help us with when we are? thinking about, say, case management or even independent therapy work, what can we give you, your guys, your ladies yeah. or men? I'm assuming they're all women, actually. That was a bit... Are they... Are they um, your team... Is your team mostly women? I have got... I have got... Uh, I have got Glyn. Glyn, one, is one of our team members. But you, you are right. I, I would say the majority of our team are, are female. But as in the different kind of tasks, mm. um, goodness, there's... I mean, I would say one of the bigger jobs is the, the proofreading and formatting of reports. Yeah. So if you're a, a case manager and you're putting together a report and you've got all mm. this information coming from the physio, the OT, the neuroscience, the speech therapist, and they're all sending it in different versions, different formats, different fonts, and you've got to kind of like put it together in one report that looks great and you've got to put all your costings and everything, that's a big, meaty job. Mm. But if you can just literally chuck it all together in a document, send it to your virtual PA and say, can you sort that out? Wow. You know, that's, mm. you know, that's a big tick in the box. Because if you think, you know, no disrespect, it is something I always, I always say to all our therapists and case managers, you're, you're a professional in what you do. You can't be expected to be an, an expert in admin. You can't be expected to touch type. You know, you can't be expected to be able to type up a document as quick as we can. So, you know, let us do it. You know, we're the ones that are going to make your life easy. And it's the same, like, for example, if you're doing a, if you're chairing an MDT meeting on Zoom and you yeah. want the, you know, you're going to record it because you want the minutes typing up. I know of some case managers that will sit there afterwards or on an evening and slowly type it up. And I think, oh, my goodness me. That is a real, well, it, it should be something that a, a virtual PA should be doing. Um, it's quite straightforward and think about you know especially you know as you guys start more to go out you know traveling going to see your clients out on the road you're not checking your emails Mm. why not have your virtual PA check your emails respond on your behalf even if it's just a you know response saying you know Shabnam she's out she's out in meetings all day she'll come back to you you know um, later on this evening or tomorrow Respond to those new inquiries, send out your terms and conditions and your pricing. You know, get thing get your virtual PA being your right hand man so you can concentrate mm. on the, the bigger stuff. Do you know I never actually thought of even though I've got an admin lady. I you know, I, I'm a bit of a control freak though. <laughs> but I but I know I know as well, and I'm gonna out myself a little bit. I know that comes from a place of not wanting to let go because I sometimes I'm it's taken me a long time to get to that sort of mentality that that I'm worth helping, that I'm worth getting help for, if that may, you know, my job is to help other people. I don't sometimes then think about how I might need the help. Yes. Um, and I've got a sneaky suspicion some of my colleagues in the helping professions might have a similar mentality. Some have gotten over that and that's amazing um, for them. And I, I suspect those, those are the ones that are, you know, coming through your, <laughs> your referral streams. But for those who are kind of stuck in that space slightly or find it really hard to ask for help because it triggers maybe something about how we feel about ourselves, which, by the way, is 
not reasonable or, or sustainable in running a business, whether you're a sole trader or with other people. Actually, asking for help is part of maybe why people don't think about or reflect on the work that they're doing. And I'm, I'm saying that from personal experience. Don't reflect on the work they're doing to see how help can be used to then be able to come to a service like yours to say, can you help me? Does that make sense? It makes absolutely perfect sense, most definitely. I think you're absolutely right. There are going to be, you know, um, like say case managers, therapists, uh, a lot of them out there that that most most certainly feel that, you know, I'm running my own business. I should be doing this. I should be spinning all Mm. these plates. Yeah, definitely. Everybody feels, you know, it's my baby. It's my reputation. Yeah, um, I'm frightened to death they're giving it to somebody else just in case they make a mistake. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think you know you've got to get over that. I, I always, I always remember when I, uh, I mean going back when I was, um, you know, I mean I, I've I've not been working as a as a virtual PA in my own business for about four years. But before then, I was I was looking after about five or six different clients. And for me personally, it took quite a while for me to pass on these wonderful clients onto other team members. Because yeah. I were, you know, they were used to me. They were used to right. what I did. Yeah. And it's your baby again. Mm. You've got to realize as well. The biggest thing you've got to realize is not everybody is going to do something the exact same as you. They're going to do it differently. Don't mean yeah. to say it's right or wrong or better. Or I think sometimes you've got to accept certain things and and, and move on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, I I did an episode on uh, the imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. One of the the strategies, I don't know if you heard that one, but one of the strategies was aim at six out of, uh, not aim for six out of 10, but but as long as it is six out of 10 good enough, then that, the chances are it'll probably be better. You'll probably aim for better than that. You'll probably end up getting better than that, sorry. But as long as it's six out of 10 good enough, you, you know, no one's really going to notice whether it's, then seven, eight or nine or 10 out of 10. Well, 10 out of 10 is impossible. We know that. But there is something about as long as it's getting the job done and it's compliant and achieving what needs to be achieved, sometimes that can be more important than, than, you know, getting, you know, trying to aim for something to be amazingly right. And maybe with your, you know, sort of, you know, which is driven perhaps by your um, your own needs of, in my case, like I mentioned earlier, kind of wanting it to be, you know, because it's my baby and I want it to be, you know, kind of micromanaged, actually let that, letting that go. Because actually, what is the loss to you by not asking for help, not allowing yourself to aim for that, say, six out of 10, if that's, you know, a metric that makes sense to people, particularly when most of your clients sound like they're women, they probably have um, family commitments, um, you know, there's that sort of mental load that, we often talk about that um, actually what are you losing then for me it was I just wasn't able to spend as much time with my family and that's really sad Um, that became very sad a point of real sort of lowness for me but it was a battle to accept that you know by asking for help that sort of challenge on myself was possibly less of a problem than what I was actually losing by not spending time with my family. So it, it is, was better to ask for help. <laughs> it is so true. I hear so many people, you know, so many therapists, case managers say that the kids, all they say is in the back of the mum's head, you know, yeah. staring down a screen. Yeah. Mum's not so mm. kind of, 
you know, she's not so cheerful. She's a bit snappy. She, you know, she's always busy and uh, mm. always saying, just give me, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah. Just, yeah. just two minutes and I'll come and I'll come and see, you know, and then yeah. 10 minutes later, they're still sat there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I am definitely seeing that. And, and I think interesting as a case manager, a therapist, anybody that's running a business, really, if you're mm. if you're growing and and you, you know you you've got the drive to want to grow you know any any business um, mentor or coach or whoever you know will say to you you've got to you have must have some time out of your business once a week to just look at everything you know have an overlook look at everything it's massively mm. important we yeah. we get so squashed time consumed you know we've got a diary you block out some time. You have a solicitor that says, you know, there's something going to court, you know, you've got to go and do so and you put your time in. You know, you've got to be really strong and make sure you put some proper time aside in your week and stick to it. Don't move it. Don't put something else in the space. Otherwise, yeah. you, you just gonna, you're just you going to be a busy fool. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> yes, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true at the end of the day. And actually, having a VA allows that, dream to be lived that bit better because we are all so time poor I think you hear that so often don't we so what is it that stops us from getting the support of a VA or possibly I don't know if it's worse but possibly the alternative well not the alternative but some people may experience having an an administrative support person in place maybe someone who's an associated another organization or perhaps um uh, I don't know, like a, a lawyer um, who has access to an, an assistant, but perhaps doesn't quite know how to use that assistant as well. So I'm, I'm curious about, for those people who are kind of thinking, oh, I don't know how to use an assistant. Have you got any ideas, any tips maybe to help those people with that sort of um, mindset? Um, what I call the sole trader mindset. Um, like I've got to do everything. I can't possibly think about, you know, stopping to offload, you know, or to train someone up to take on the work that I need them to take on. What would you say might be helpful for them to start that journey of decreasing the workload to effectively your, a team like yours where there is skilled support available, literally waiting at the sidelines to be called in? I think it's a it's a very 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 common thing that you know we all do it even me. It's like putting an email together instead of training somebody or showing somebody how to do. It's far quicker for you to do it yourself. Just yes, God, I think that's so often. <laughs> we all do it, don't we? But yeah. I'll be honest with you. I mean, when I'm trying to, you know, I've got an interested therapist case manager coming on board, and I'm trying to reel them in, and I can absolutely guarantee the thing that's stopping them is that because they feel that they've got to put some precious time aside to hand it over, train somebody up. They don't realise how fast that we can pick it up and take it on. Mm. Um, I think that's what stops a lot of people. They, they think that they, they just haven't got time. They haven't got five minutes to just stop and just have a conversation with you and for them to tell, to tell you what they need. Mm. And then all you, yeah, it's, it takes, it can be five minutes. Um, but I think people are just so consumed, you know, that they just don't feel it. But I think as in mm. tips, I think one of the biggest things really, you know, is actually to admit, you know, to, to, to you know, 
admit mm. that you're struggling. That's the first thing. Like, yeah. Admit to it. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, I, I do come across, I have come across people where they feel that they have to be seen to be frantic, to be running around at 90 miles an hour to show that they're running a business. And it's kind of yeah. like, no, I want mm. to see it the other way. I want to see a really calm person that's doing amazingly well, super organised, doesn't have to be running around like a headless chicken. So there's something about self-reflection in that, sort yeah. of you know, being honest about how is it, how this, the work at, as it currently stands is affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, that's quite a big question. But a very, very helpful tip, actually. Thanks for sharing that one. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Really right is. up my street as a psychologist. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, just see how see where everything is and see how it's impacting on yeah. you honestly and with absolute truth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. And the other big tip that I, I say to so many people, uh, and we all do it, and especially if you if you're set up at home and you've got a couple of screens, you'll have one screen that's set up for your emails that are constantly staring at you. And you'll have your other screen that you're working on. And what mm. I say, try and say to people, and I try and do it myself, check mm. your emails first thing in the morning and then turn them off. Mm. And don't look at them until 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And just allow yourself to concentrate on that piece of work that you're doing, whether you're having to pull a report together, whether you're having to you know, look at some funding or something. Don't let your emails distract you because... You just you're wasting. You're jumping around. You you your brain. Your mind can't kind of like concentrate on more than a few things at a time. So that piece of work, that report that you're working on, is not getting your hundred percent commitment because mm. you're, you're you're busy. You know, looking out at corner of your eye, staring at those emails that are dropping in. You know, those yeah. two hundred emails that come in every day that just drop in like water. Mm. So put some. You know, <laughs> be hard on yourself really hard you know turning your emails off because you have this idea in your head oh my god something's going to come in that's screaming urgent and and it's the same with your emails that go to your phone Mm. I wonder how many people we're in business dare go to the supermarket or the post office and leave the phone at home (laughs) it's like you were in my head yesterday <laughs> I bet they it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. You know, and if you think back, I'm not being awful. You know, before mobile phones, we did, we didn't even think about it. So, why is it now that we feel, oh my God, I must kind of like respond to that email? Biggest thing that I always say to our team members when I bring a team member on, and the reason I do it is because I made a rod for my own back when I started working yes. for different people. If you respond to emails at yes. fast pace, that person is going to get used to it. Expectation and management. Expectation management. And yeah. then one day you don't respond fast enough, they'll say, Ooh, what's the matter? Mm. You're not on your game. Yeah. 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 So I think it's great being super organized and being efficient, but be careful. Just be careful. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Have you got one more for us? Because these are gold. Okay. <laughs> if you are seriously thinking about wanting to take a virtual PA on and you're, you're really not 100% sure of what tasks you want to, to pass on to, 
just keep a notebook and, and just keep it over a week and just jot down the tasks that you do in a day and just put a bit of time at the side, you know, as to how long you're spending on them. And then have a bit of reflection time and look at them and see where your time's been swallowed up. And be really, really brutal and ask yourself, right, out of all these tasks here, what do I really hate doing? What really chews my time up? What is it that I kind of like, you know, I look at it and I think, oh, dread, you know, kind of like, oh, I'd much rather go and play, play with the kids and make some cookies in the kitchen than bloom and sit and look at my Q-note and do emails. So, you know, it, it, it take a bit of time out and, 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 and just have a track of the jobs that you do over a week and where it's really interesting to see where your time gets swallowed up. Mm. Because when you're doing a task, unless you put a proper timer on, you know, and time yourself, you don't realise how long it actually takes. Yeah, yeah. But actually that serves two purposes then, doesn't it? Because yeah. one one purpose is that it tells you what you could potentially actually offload to a virtual assistant if you ever decide to go down that route, which I suspect you might do after a, after a brief analysis like that. Because it'll be, it'll be quite clear, you've got, you know, these are the things I do. This is kind of a typical week for me off you go so you know roughly what it would then also the second thing is how much that would roughly cost and then you could do that like you said that cost sort of analysis of you know this is what I could be doing instead which is not only more beneficial maybe financially but it's also beneficial from a quality of life and a quality of working life perspective and it's worth doing that I mean I I did that I've got to say I I did that and I was absolutely amazed I think about it was either an odd week or, or this is typical, but it was about 20 to 30% of my week was spent on admin, probably closer to 30. And I just thought, and, that, and it, well, it didn't feel like a particularly admin heavy week, but I was just thinking, gosh, that's a lot of my time. That's the, what's 30, 30% is about two days, two days of, if I did it, you know, if, it, if, it, if our work was like that and it was purely in one block. It was about two days of solid work. And I'm thinking, gosh, if I was doing actual proper, you know, proper case management work in the sense of the skill set that I have, you know, that's two days extra work, effectively. It sure is. Or it's a, a Friday afternoon that you decide not to work. and Or it's a um, Friday afternoon. Yes, exactly. Or well. go to the hairdresser or whatever, oh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, I'm sold, frankly. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I just think it's, it's a really, because, you know, the sustainability of the work. So this whole podcast series is around being sustainable, allowing us to give um, our efforts and our energies into the work, which is fundamentally building and maintaining relationships with our clients and our colleagues, not to be overwhelmed and burdened by admin or other tasks that could be outsourced to someone else that allow you know that allows us to have a life that is more in line with our values more in line with a work-life balance that fits and actually if you want to bring in costs is probably cost effective as well so it's kind of a win-win situation to to really spend that did you say about a week probably a week or two just to to do that analysis on what you know breaking down your your time definitely Excellent. Well, you know, I, I think it's great. And, and what you've done for me, Tracy, we were talking about how to think about kind of what you, you know, what can be offered to case managers and 
you know, how it works and thinking about sort of how a virtual PA can help. You've, you've done a really helpful document which you're really help, you're um, happy for me to sort of share with, with our audience. Absolutely. Um, which is really, really helpful. So I'll put that in the show notes and, um, you know, our people on our mailing list will, will get that. If people want to get hold of you, Tracy, how can they do that? What are your contact details? Yeah, sure. Um, most definitely my, my email address, uh, which is Tracy, Tracy with an E at mm. virtual-administration.com. Or they can pick up the phone and give me a, a ring. I'm on 07-939-935-755. Amazing. And your website, is that a good place to go as well to get totally, a little bit yeah, more information? Absolutely. It is literally you know, virtual-administration.com. And there is a, a, a ton of information on there, wealth of information, you know, loads of articles lots of you know covering all sorts of areas yeah yeah and I know you hang out on LinkedIn yes Um, I do I love LinkedIn I know I know you're you're great Um, we often have a little chit chat don't we Uh, are you on anything else you on like Facebook or Insta or oh you know I'll be absolutely honest I I did start using back in the day using Facebook and Twitter but over the time I've realized that you know uh, uh, the people LinkedIn is where it's at Facebook isn't um, a major place to go to Twitter mm. I keep I do put posts out but I don't do a lot of work on it I feel mm. that LinkedIn is the is the place yeah I agree it's where it's at Brill oh Tracy Clark thank you so much for spending some time thinking at helping us think through how case management can be made that bit more enjoyable and uh, more productive, I guess, and less overwhelming by the simple yet effective use of a virtual administrator. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking today. And um, no doubt I'll see you on LinkedIn. Wonderful. (laughs) Thanks ever so much for having me. Not at all. And thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now. you go if you enjoyed the episode today i'd really appreciate it if you could rate it on whatever platform you're listening on and share and like on your social media profiles word of mouth is the best way for us to grow and to be a continuous resource for all and if there's any topic you wish for us to cover please drop us a line on our website thank you so much for all your support 